I never tire of it. <laughs> it's awesome. I think we'll have to uh, run it through some uh, limiting, get the volume up, mm -hmm. uh, so that it stands next to our booming barracus uh, <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Welcome to Voyage of the Geek, which is going to be coming to you from now on on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, mm. 7, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard. The universe has sort of told us that hmm. uh, over the last few weeks, and we found it actually quite, uh, it works quite well um, with Monday sometimes becoming a sort of an add-on day to the weekend. Yeah, or a rush. Yeah. Or a rush. Or you're trying to get a load of things organised on Monday, and uh, yeah, yeah, it starts to become a bit difficult. So Tuesday, Tuesday evenings from now on, 7pm uh, Australian Eastern Standard. Voyage of the Geek, my name's Dave Scotland. This is Dan Miller. Hey, Dave. We come together every week and talk about all things geek, all things happening in the geekosphere, which can include film games, gadgets, uh, tech, mm. you name it. Anything mm. that lands on our radar that's uh, worth having a bang about. Mm. And this week, we're going to sort of follow on yep. from what we were talking about last week. Last week, we talked a lot of, uh, talked up uh, VR mm -hmm. as a narrative process mm -hmm. and storytelling process. Um, where's it going? What, mm. are the, what are the pitfalls? What are some of the headaches um, associated? And there, there was more of a holistic sort of top-down look at, at, the at, art at, of. at the art of VR. Yeah. Um, this week, we're going to have a look at some of the gadgets, some mm. of the uh, some of the stuff, the hands-on stuff associated with VR, mm. and that can also potentially open up some discussions about some of the areas that VR is going to potentially take us in and is currently being used as mm. well. So it looks like you've got something in our Mind Domo uh, that we haven't visited in a, in a couple of weeks. So I'll uh, I'll hand it over to you to lead off uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, so yeah, we were talking about um, VR and stuff, and I suppose the larger discussion is trying to predict the future, whether this is going to be a gimmick or whether it's going to be the new thing that takes over everything. Yeah. You know, whether it's going to replace film and games. Um, it's been around for a while. Yeah, it has been around for a while. I was thinking, actually, because we're going to be talking about gear. Now, mm. look, let's just let's charge your memory batteries. What are those things called that were 3D glasses? Now, I'm talking back in the day. Mm. And I'm going to give you a description because I only kind of remembered this. 3D glasses, not glasses, they're like a red box. Yeah, yeah, with and a trigger were, on the side. Yeah, a trigger on the side and a white disc. And you could buy those white discs. What the hell were they called? <sighs> it, <sighs> it had Rama. Rama. In the... Uh, it was like a view rama or something. Let me let me have a look at it. I can remember those, like having one of those a long time ago. We used to do frisbees with those discs and things. But yeah, yeah, you'd, you'd only have like eight pictures, but 
you know, it was a 3D thing that they'd have. They have two lenses, and then they'd have two... Were they 3D? Well, I think they had, yeah. They definitely yes. had two lenses. No, no, they're definitely 3D. That was the whole thing. I can't remember mine being 3D, because I guess it would it would come down to the uh, the discs that you got as well. Because I can only remember the discs being... Uh, just 2D images. It was like a slideshow. No, I remember them as 2D. And, and I think what the deal was, was the discs had sort of images horizontally, vertically, diagonally across from each other. So there'd be two images. One, it'd be like Snow White or something rather. It'd be Snow White and one viewed for your left eye and one viewed for your right eye. Yeah. It's, it, it, just the three. I know exactly I, what you're talking about. I, it's the 3D thing. It. I can picture it, right? I'm going to try and find it. Yeah, all right. So... Um, that's just a bit of a random thought that, that you know, as I think we were, we were talking about this with um, 360 video, you know, in the 1900s, this, this, this stuff was um, first being fooled with. So, what I wanted to talk about was um, some of your basic kit and specifically what is VR. Um, now, I suppose there's two sort of domains. There's either your games domain or your film domain. And the, the, the lines blur a bit and things sort of smear. And if you've got a game kit, you can watch films. But And if you've got the sort of video kit, you can kind of do games if they're cheapo, lame type games. Um, and so there's headsets that could be game or, or could be film. And then there's um, loads of cameras. Yep. And the amount of stuff that's available. So what I try to do is pick out a few, I don't know, famous ones that are being talked about a lot. Um, and just sort of have a bit of a chat about them. Uh, and then the other thing that I've got here that I just wanted to briefly touch on was streaming VR as well, which is a thing that you can do nowadays. Are you excited? <laughs> All right, he's got it up on the screen. He's found it. It's called a Viewmaster. A Viewmaster. Yeah, yeah. Now that, that, I remember now. And I think they came in two varieties. There was the Viewmaster and the Viewmaster 3D. Ah, right. And you, okay. you had the Viewmaster 3D, which which looks 3D. like this. Um, this one, I think, is a 3D. I think that's what that little square box is there, because this is the color version. Oh, sorry, the 3D version, and it's got 3D in that little box there. I can't <laughs> remember, but I might be I might be wrong. Um, it may be. Um, it may they may have all been 3D. Uh, because I'm not really seeing any other variation. Well, if you look at it, right, mm. how it's built, it's got a lens and a lens and a picture and a picture. You know, you know yeah. one, le one lens per picture sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Opposite each other. So, all right. Very good. Uh, okay. So, I don't know. Where do we start? Headsets. Found a cool article, mm -hmm. um, which I was, um, which I was um, using as a, I suppose, as a fairly concise reference source. Um, just about the big variety of um, VR goggles. And they were talking about here, they'd broken, broken it all down into cheap, yep. mid-range, yep. and then expensive, the high-end yes. stuff. Sell your child expensive. Because <laughs> yeah. once again, this is an investment similar to um, Star Citizen that we were looking at the other week where you said it's a $2,000 game. Yeah, yeah. This is a $2,000 toy as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Because that's right. Uh, you, you need some pretty serious hardware to drive the high-end stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the picture up on the screen here is just a load of um, load of different goggles, and they're all from um, VR headsets, rather. Um, <laughs> all shown here from the user perspective, shall we say? Because you normally see it from the external perspective. Um, 
so what they've done is they've they've broken them down into low range, mid range, and high range. And the low range is solely sort of I don't know um, solely contains the Google Cardboard. Mm. So you can see a whole bunch of these these things here. There's a there's a lot of them up on the screen. Um, Google Cardboard, cardboardy type ones, or there's there's sort of plasticky type ones. El cheapos. Yes, where where you're shoving a phone into it. Right. So this is the whole the whole idea. All it is really is two lenses mm -hmm. and a phone. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like that view viewmaster thing from back in the day. Absolutely. This is basically the same deal. Where the media is an add-in, where you're sliding a media the media into the unit. Yeah. And the unit itself is a pretty dumb terminal. It's just got a couple of lenses in it. Yeah, and it probably <laughs> it probably doesn't even have buttons, you know. It's just got a, a hole to stick your cam yeah, your finger through to, to touch the screen or whatever, you know. It, it's pretty pretty cheap stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the way that they've kind of broken down their um, description here, they've got some good categories, which was pretty pretty cool. Oh, cool. Um, design, upfront price, uh, hidden costs, space needs, which is actually rather important. Yeah, um, especially in some cultures where, where you're living in big built-up areas where you know space is a premium yeah one yeah. bedroom unit is the norm yeah space i suppose can be divided into um i think they said it here which was rather rather good you know enough space to uh twirl on an office chair yeah. you know yeah. that, that's your basic entry where you're really just watching a a 3d experience a 360 video experience yeah. even if it's a game that's really just what it is yeah. so you can't really move your head side to side or up or down or anything like that and you've just got the rotation of the the camera oh, the, gyro the device yeah, yeah yeah so that's the the most basic um intro so a piece of cardboard and a couple of lenses now strangely the next tier up the mid-range stuff is the same except with style yeah yeah, I got you. Yeah. So let's just take a quick look at, at a few different bits and pieces. So this one is um, LG 360. You can see here it's um, it's a pretty basic piece of kit. And it's really, it's just a fancy Google Cardboard just made out of, um, you know, plastic and stuff. So what else have we got here? So um, a phone goes in that? Yeah, I believe. Well, here's a better example. The oh, okay. phone definitely goes in the Samsung one here. Yeah, yeah. Not too sure about the LG. I believe the phone goes in there, though it doesn't look to me like... I'm not sure how the phone goes in there. That cable looks pretty heavy-duty. Where's that cable leading to? See, um, that cable on yeah, the yeah. Although I, that was I, a phone. Did you see that? That's a phone. That's an LG phone. So it could very well be uh, you jack into it, into the signal. And then play your phone. Simi similar to... Um, Sending a signal out to a HDMI TV, you mm -hmm. know, with, a, with an adapter. Mm. So, I can see that happening. Um, the Samsung Gear, though, is an example of um, you stick your phone in the um, in the in the device, mm -hmm. and uh, I believe there's a whole plethora, well, uh, a whole range of other um, other options. I think uh, China's making a lot of these. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, here's, there's another one here. I think this one's from France. Hamido, Homido. Oh yes. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. So there's a bunch of them, and this is another one where you slide the phone in. Mm -hmm. um, so I suppose there's a bit of an interesting observation about these, and that is that um, you can see that there's some LG and there's a Samsung one. Mm -hmm. So these ones tend to be um, tied to apps 
to the Samsung yeah. products and the specs yeah. that, that go with that Samsung phone. So, so there would be like a rather than relying on minimum specifications, shove any phone in it. Mm. They they tie together, guaranteeing that you'll get what you need if you use this phone. That's right. So it's a way of selling two devices for the price of one. Yeah, and in fact, um, I think Samsung are actually promoting a whole kit with their with their um, oh, yeah. with their camera as well. Um, so I suppose that's n- another interesting factor is you know buyer beware with these mid range ones mm-hmm. because then you're either locked into your Samsung or your to your LG, yep. or perhaps even worse is you go for Homido and you don't get anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't get any kind of support yeah. with it, and you you are the tech support on that uh, in that pipeline. And uh, yeah, I don't know what what apps and stuff that you're going to get with it, but you know the Samsung one will come with Samsung apps, mm-hmm. and the LG will come with LG apps. But but in yeah. theory, they do nothing more than the cardboard. No, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> nothing more than putting your hands around your phone, I suppose. You yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. Or putting a bag <laughs> over your head and putting your phone in front of yeah. your, your nose. Yeah. Well, no, at least they've got um, lenses in them, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that's that's a thing, I suppose. So yeah, so that's um, that's interesting. So you've got your your basic cardboard, which should be just enough for you to go, ooh, what's this? Mm. Then you've got these sort of mid-range ones, where I think it's actually. You know, there's a bit of buyer beware here because, as you know, choosing the cheapest thing. Well, if you choose the cheapest thing, you're primed and you're like, well, this is cheap and this is crap and I don't have much expectation. But when you see a mid-range thing and you see, well, this doesn't cost very much. I just found the deal of a century. You know, this is going to be awesome. Especially when you compare it to the high range. Yeah, yeah. So it might not... Yep. Might not be awesome. So, And be- it's those mid-range solutions that I believe <clears throat> are really damaging to new, to innovative tech. Mm. I really do. Mm. I think it, it it's people cheaping out on parts, cheaping out on resolution. Mm. There's, there's some things that are specific to the experience of VR. Mm. Resolution is one of them. Mm. And it's resolution in each eye. Mm. That's the important thing. Mm. Um, when you cheap out on things, then the experience isn't the same, and then people walk away thinking, "Well, what's this VR thing? It's, yeah, it's yeah. just a crock of shit." Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're going to play with cardboard it. and shit, yeah, it probably it will. Everyone. Yeah. Okay, so those are those, and then that kind of leads us to really, I suppose, the big three. There's there's other ones in you know there's mm. other brands. There's quite quite a lot of brands here, but then there's the big three, which is going to be the Vive, the PlayStation, and the Oculus Rift. Yep. So. And the PlayStation VR is very new to the market. Yep. Uh, only in a matter of weeks since we've yeah. seen that yeah. released. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Let's start semi-randomly at the 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 um, Oculus Rift. So the 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 excitement started around the Rift, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And to think that it was really only three years ago mm. that they went kickstart. Mm. Mm. Come a long way in three years. Yeah. They're in the second generation now, aren't they? At least it was DK two, and then the the third iteration third. was the okay. public release but without the hand controllers yeah i think they're now selling the whole lot yeah well they're certainly advertising them here yeah so they're available so yeah. the touch is available yeah. now which means that they would be selling the whole kit mm. um i get the feeling that oculus may have released a little early relative to the battle that was uh put in front of them rel- like they had to go live and start selling units um, but 
the hand controllers weren't ready. My my impression of most of these type of things is that the person who comes up with the first version is they look like they're going to be the best, but actually the people who come up with the second version they're going to not make all of the same mistakes and they're going to take a leap forward. So um, I've used the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. um, for Elite Dangerous and I thought it was pretty amazing, but I didn't really have anything to compare it to. So yeah. it's the only one that I've used. I I go beyond amazing. Yeah, yeah. With, with Elite Dangerous. Yeah. It was the first uh, VR experience for me um, proper mm. with a with a 1080p, you know, high-res unit was Oculus Rift on... Elite Dangerous. Certainly, it, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It certainly met my expectations. I mean, it did what it said on the tin, right? Mm. Um, okay, but having watched a bunch of reviews, it seems to be, if I get the general vibe of the the reviews, is Oculus might be losing ground, as I was sort of saying, yeah. to these new kids on the block. Yeah. Um, and people point to, for example, you know, just like, say, the straps or the earphones, which you can see there, look mm. a bit weird, and they kind of stick at... On your ears like that, and people they look have a bit a, cheap too. They're not they o- bit, they're not over ear. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're just sitting on you like a. They remind me of Walkman. <clears throat> Walkman. Yeah, they uh, do. Headies from the uh, early nineties, late eighties. Yeah, yeah. Don't they? Um, so these are the type of things that people are picking up on, and I suppose these are these are some of the considerations that you need to have when you're going to get into VR. Is what do you want to do with it? Because mm. if you want to be have this immersive spe- experience for hours on end. You better have some comfortable kit, yeah. right? You can't use the Google yeah. Cardboard for that, mm. you know. Cardboard, it's not that comfortable. Anyway, so those things are a type of uh, pretty important. So moving on, um, the Vive. Now, you can see that on their advertisements on the front here, they've got swooshy things attached <laughs> to people's arms. Which are very important for the credibility of any product. Uh, very important, yeah. So... <laughs> But yeah, in this case, the swooshy things actually mean stuff. Mm-hmm. They mean that the the controllers you yes. know, uh, come with the product. Yep. Um, the Oculus made it so easy for Vive hmm. to market their product because all they had to do was spell out the things that Oculus don't give you. Yeah, yeah. Which the hand controllers, if you've ever have you used the Vive yet? Uh, not with the hand controllers, no. I've used it, um, not extensively in gaming, but mm. definitely used them in the cal- um, the calibration uh, mm. process in a couple of cheap sort of um, test sort of demo things, and it's it's a it's a very very different experience when you have hand controls, mm-hmm. when you can mm-hmm. move things around and pick them up and mm. load them in and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. do this sort of stuff. Um, it's it takes it to a new level of immersion. Mm. Yeah. So what we're moving into in this territory as well is we're moving into a new, um, a new, um, I don't know, a new area, and that is that you can move around. Yes. Okay. So it's not just three sixty turning your head. You can move sideways, up, down, and all of that. So the other thing that that'll mean is that you've got to have some sort of sensor that's going to sense the helmet. So, and space. And space to do it in, right. So, um, and <laughs> as it says in one of these reviews, you might also have to have a screwdriver, right? Because you might have to bolt these things up onto the uh, walls. Yes, yes, yes. And it kind of looks like some of these things 
um, like the Vive or the PlayStation are kind of meant to be installed in your house. Mm, mm. You know, it's not just a like a Google definitely, cardboard that you stick in your pocket. Definitely it's, the Vive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be calibrating every time you turn the machine on and yeah. say wall mounting them actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then you've got to have a bit, lot of space. So it's more than twirling around on your on your office chair. Mm. You know, you've got to have enough room to stand up and walk around and move about. So watching reviews, you know, people, you know, I don't know, people are enjoying this stuff. It's a little bit mixed. Sometimes the sensors, you know, can be a little bit loose. These ones, you know, some... These ones here on the um, PlayStation VR, people were talking about. Um, sometimes you have to dim, dim the lights so that the, whoops, so oh, the okay. sensor can pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So there's still, I don't know, a few teething, minor teething it's, troubles. It's it's really early days, isn't it? It is early days, and we've only got three players in the market. That that indicates how early days it really is. Mm. Um, I'm I'm guessing that over the next two years we're going to see a glut of product. There certainly is a lot. Um, I think, like the you know, a lot coming out from China, and there's a lot of people entering into the market. There's a whole bunch of these VR headsets. We're that seeing that with drones. These are the mid mid range ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're seeing that with drones as well. You know, like you've got your DJI's and mm. the the big players that came out and um, sort of trailed, uh, blazed the trail, mm. and now you're getting all these smaller companies coming in and riding, as you say, riding off the successes and yeah. Uh, getting around the failures without having to spend money to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of products emerging in that market at the moment as well. Mm. So that kind of um, that kind of wraps up the, the little sort of overview that I wanted to do. So we've got the cardboard, you know, down at the base. Then there's this mid-tier mid stuff, um, Samsung Gear, mm -hmm. Homido. Uh, but the big three that you've got to sort of keep your eyes on is um, Oculus Rift, Rift yeah. The Vive and PlayStation Well, let's, let's not pull any punches here. Mm. Um, a true VR experience mm. at the moment, right now, as we, as we talk to one another on, in November 2016, is only on those three. Mm. Yeah. Anything else is so far removed from the experience that you'll have with those three, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they almost don't qualify as that's, being called the same thing. Yeah, that's why I was kind of thinking, you know, there's a kind of a games VR mm, thing mm. and there's a screen or a film or a video VR thing and they're yeah. kind of two different beasts. Yeah. The game one is, you know, typified by the fact that you can move around yeah. and you can move your head around. So and it's high up res. And high res and you've got usually got some sort of um, controller input thing. Yeah. Um, the other ones just they a lot also more. require quite a lot of power in the PC side of things. As yeah, well. that's true. Those that's three. true. The other ones are quite passive. Mm. And yeah, talk about power in your PC. You know, mm. the Google card cardboards and whatever are just using your phone. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a summary here. Price ranges. Oh, cool. You know, they kind of go from twenty bucks down to the Google cardboard up through hundred bucks for the mid range, and then you know your five hundred, six hundred sort of area for the the possibly higher eight hundred. For the um, for the high end stuff, mm. it's um, and the prices there when when you've got the Oculus Rift at five ninety nine, mm. which I think is that'd have to be US. These uh, are probably US, yeah. And then seven ninety nine for the HTC Vive. The difference being there is that those prices probably the Oculus is not including the hand controllers, whereas the ah uh, potentially the yeah. Vive would be. Con yes, yeah, you're yeah. probably right, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you want your full experience, that's going to be a bit of an investment. And yeah, you might have to have the kit to run it, mm. is the other thing. Yeah. 
All right, so that's one side of the coin. Yep. Now, the other side of the coin um, I wanted to have a look at was cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go from out, output to input. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it's still VR. Now, mm-hmm. that's the confusing thing. We don't have enough words in the English language to describe this stuff. It's yeah. just VR. Just a generic yeah, yeah. global sort of term. VR at the or yep. 360. And there should be a different... Like, 360 video is not virtual reality. I don't know why we call it VR. Mm. I do not know why we call it VR. There is nothing virtual mm. about it. Yes. It's footage filmed on an extremely large big picture uh, picture that's all it is <laughs> yeah. it's, it's your film resolution is so super large that we can wrap it to the inside of a sphere in mm. post and you can watch it by moving your head around mm. but ultimately there's nothing virtual about it mm. is there no no you're right you're right um so yeah we need more words we need more words um all right so what i've got here what i was mainly looking at is i was just trying to look at um some of the key I don't know, um, 360 cameras that are being used by people, you know, some of the top sort of players, just to sort of get a bit of a picture of nice. where you might want to start. Now, one of them is using GoPros. Yes. Okay, so you go and buy yourself five or six GoPros, mm-hmm. and then you buy this um, harness thing, uh, and you clip them all into the harness, and then that um, allows you to do a 360 camera thing Mm -hmm. now obviously buying yourselves five or six gopros that's like pretty expensive pretty expensive yeah yeah and and they're 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 usually at least 4k gopros as well yeah yeah so they're hero blacks at least that's right they kind of got to be yeah yeah so you're probably out for about four grand i reckon give or take Mm. no maybe four grand oz in the states you're probably up for two and a half to three grand i reckon and the frame isn't cheap either yeah uh, and you've probably got to buy a bit of kit, stands and, and other bits and pieces. Um, so there's that. Now, what I wanted to just sort of highlight next is the process by how you make a 360 video. Yep. Okay, so what you're going to need is you're going to need a 360 camera. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Or or an array of cameras. Or an array of cameras. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so that's your filming device. You're going to need that. And then you're going to need some sort of way to stitch all of those images together. Yep. That's the next thing. And then... It's just not easy. Well, there's lots of bit, different bits of software that you can use. I've, I've done it the Hollywood way. What's the Hollywood With the, way? I did a, um, a VR three-day course oh, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Sydney, yeah. and it was the Hollywood way. It was Nuke, okay. Nuke's way, and it was yeah. using the new plugin from the Foundry. Yeah. Plus, um, you, you, that was what... Was that 4K? It was 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six 4K images. Right, so that's pretty hefty, and you're going to need a beefy machine to manipulate all of that You need a beefy machine just to open the footage, (laughs) just to play with the footage. Yeah, yeah. Everything across the board goes up through the roof Mm -hmm. because it's it's six 4K images, Mm. and essentially you're trying to generate out one image that's six 4K images stitched together. Yeah. So do the math. One of the um, the reviews I was watching of um, of some VR stuff was they were using Red Dragons. They're using mm-hmm. Red cameras. Yeah, and we uh, saw some rigs actually and in, they in an earlier show, didn't we? we? Tom was here. Tom McGill was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We, we showed yeah. a bunch of rigs, and they showed they there had some one of those crazy ridiculous rigs, dragon rigs. Yeah, yeah. So if the people don't know what a Red Dragon, the little box that actually does the with the sensors, like fifty thousand dollars. 
And then you need times, and it was a stereo. Rig. Right, it's a stereo thing. So yeah, you need yeah. about so there twelve was six, of there was those. Twelve. So you need about twelve of those yeah. together, and and really wide angle lenses on each one of those as well, which is pricey as well. And then you're going to collect so much friggin' data. Mm-hmm. Then you got to manage that data somehow. That's right, and because yeah. it's three D as well. Try and do some particles in that workspace. Try and mm-hmm. do some um, compositing mm-hmm. in that workspace beyond the stitching. Mm. Just the stitching pipeline alone, mm. the price goes through the roof for all of your hardware just to keep up with it. Do you do the particles, and you know more than this than I do after that thing that you went to, if you do the particles and stuff, you have to do it post-stitching. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, so when you do the particles, they obviously have to have, or whatever it is, has to have some 3D templated filter onto it yep. to distort it correctly so that it fits in the world apart from any color correction or anything like that the probably one saving grace of particles is you're in a cg world anyway so the beauty of that is that you are rendering particles are going to be somewhere in in the scene oh yeah yeah controlling that is a lot easier because you're you're already in the virtual space Mm -hmm. um so that lightens the load a little bit whereas if you've got rig removal wire removal Mm mm-hmm and people mm. do that, like mm. in in three in in VR or three sixty video, mm. some poor bastard's got to sit there and do wire removal, and, and it's probably hand painting each frame. Yeah, is really what it is, taking out dolly track <laughs> and things like that, and it's quite literally frame by frame yeah. hand painting stuff out. Mm. But on a machine that's already driven into the ground by the sheer volume of the data sets, mm. you know, per frame, mm. it's crazy stuff. Four mm. K video is enough. Yeah, whereas it's four K times twelve. Yeah, which is just mind-boggling. <clears throat> so anyway, in this this thing, they were they were just talking about how they were doing it. They were fairly blasé about it, mm-hmm. you know. They were talking, oh yes, we're doing th- VR and we're doing this, we're doing that, and this, and and then when I saw the camera rig, I was like, shit, <laughs> you can you can, um, and I've run into this. You can talk to certain people in a production, mm. and they are blasé because mm. they have no fucking idea of the actual <laughs> poor, poor bastard in the back room there that's got to stitch it together, and and then you, you you start to come down. Notice I'm coming from the top down. Mm. You, you start to come down, and then you get to the point where that person actually has uh, an appreciation for the actual pipeline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, anywhere from there up, mm. they got their head in their ass. They're producers. <laughs> they they they're check signers. They're the people that that hold the parties to get the interest from mm. com- the community and all this other shit mm. and they do what they do well but mm. you're not the right people to talk to when it comes to how easy it was to achieve yeah yeah there's a line <laughs> um all right so you've got to film stuff mm-hmm. then you've got to stitch stuff so you've got to stitch all of your images together into a big image mm-hmm. then you can go through some editing phase that you want you want to add yep. titles or you want to add whatever you want to cut some stuff together and then, if you want to upload it to YouTube, you've got to do another step, which is add metadata. Oh, yeah. So this is, this was a really weird one that kind of surprised me. But you've got to add metadata. So you export out of Premiere, and you've got a thing, and then if you upload it to YouTube, it'll just splat it there as a regular video. You then have to grab a little tiny, tiny piece of oh, software yeah. Yeah. and you just, you know, link it to your final file and mm-hmm. then it writes in the metadata, by the way, YouTube, this is a 360 video. I got you. Then you upload it. Which they it. would have had to do for 3D as well. I think 3D, you can watch stuff on YouTube in 3D as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I assume, yeah, you're right. That probably has to do the same thing. Cool. So then you have to do that step. Now, I don't know, maybe that step will disappear in future yeah. iterations of software. They'll yeah. bake that into the, the final rendering process. 
at least with 3D, if you believe what the boffins are telling us, there won't be long before we won't have glasses. I still oh. don't know how they're going to do it. I, well, you know my theory. They, should, they have to have laser beams that shoot <laughs> the image into your eyeballs. <laughs> These lasers track your eyes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They actually track your eyes. And, and I don't know. Okay, just completely making this shit up. But, you know, a laser beam could probably, at a, at a frame rate, yeah. be firing it into loads of people's eyeballs. Could be. Why wouldn't that work? Could be. And they're tracking your head Your face and your, your head and, and everything. Like and the, the laser beams are just constantly pointing Maybe. at your eyes. Yeah. They're special eye lasers so they don't burn your eyes out or anything. Yeah. Anyway. And who's to say that, that YouTube <clears throat> will be long with us? Like, we could smash the um, YouTube model to pieces and actually have dedicated services for 360, dedicated services for 3D, yeah. and then dedicated service for Nana's birthday videos. Cat videos. <laughs> All we right. need, we, by the way, we need to go back and revisit uh, YouTube uh, once their hall monitor program is up and running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We covered it in an earlier show. And see if any of the, you know, if we're offended by any of the cat videos. Mm. Um, okay, so that's the basic process. Uh, now, been looking at a bit of kit. Now, what I wanted to... I've got a whole bunch of videos here. Um, Today we're going to do a camp... This one here is a good example of what... Just some cool stuff that people are doing. So this guy's got the, um, the LG 360 out mm -hmm. and... What he's going to do? Oh, I saw this guy. You have, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he really does good. comparison stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's all and in he 3D. walks around it, right? So I got to so chase, chase him. him. <laughs> I got to chase him around. You can here. see big stitch line there. Yeah, yeah, big stitch line there, right? Mm. So I got to chase him around this side where he talks about um, this camera, which is the Gear 360. So um, yeah, there's some links to this in the in the Mind Omo. Um, check this guy he, out. He's got um, the Gear 360 on one side. And the LG 360 on the other, and therefore you can do a side-by-side -side comparison of the colour. If you go back a little bit, if you yeah, follow yeah. him around, you'll actually see the well, colour. Yeah. yeah, like that there. That's the actual difference of the He's two got cameras. them next to each other, Yeah, of course, right? Because they're both 360 cameras. Yeah, but he's only, he's only included 180 of each camera. Because I think if you turn around further, no, 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 he's, he's, you'll see that the, the other name of the camera is Oh, yeah, is yeah, he's got the side. front of one and the back of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're right, yeah. Which is a great way to actually do a comparison of flesh tones and colour and, and resolution and things like that. So this is one of the, the issues, um, as you know, he explains in his video here, and we should just advertise um, who this guy is. Yeah. Um, um, it's... Uh, Jerry Rig Everything. <laughs> Jerry Rig Everything. Um, so, yeah. Um, so as you can see, the resolution's a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Is it on max res? Like um, yes, it is on max res. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of looks like straight out of the nineties or something or other. It does look pretty low, doesn't it? Um, and it was also interesting just to compare the um, the way that the two cameras handle color. So we, we've got the Gear three hundred and sixty LG three hundred and sixty. We can talk about these just in a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's just interesting to sort of see some of the differences. And you can mm. see here, there's this stitching line. Yeah. Um, and one thing I think I've learned. Let me just see. Where is Mr. Sun? Oh, yeah. This is what I've learned, having never actually filmed 3D stuff in my my life, but actually watching these videos. Mm. If you have the sun, because these cameras have two two sides, they have the front and the back. 
a lot of them do. Yeah, some yeah. of them have three yeah, or six like cameras. Two fish or eyes, one at the front, one at the front, one at the back. If you have the the sun at the front, right? You organise your shot so the sun's at the front. Everything on one side of the camera is going to be lighter than the other side of the yeah, camera, yeah. and therefore, when it stitches, you're going to have trouble trying to match that up, mm. um, and you're going to have to have these contrast issues. So, it looks like it's better to have the sun sitting across the kind of stitch line oh, yeah. so that each side of that stitch is the same, yeah. has got the same sort of um, luminy, you know, brightness this, values. This is... Um, Luminance. The difference between those two across that stitch yeah. is that they're two different cameras. Yes. Generally, um, when they're the same camera, the stitch is not quite as bad as that. Like, it, it, it shares... The fall off sort of goes across that stitch line at some point. And the software does have um, uh, contrast, yeah. brightness and contrast stuff to try and um, stop that. Um, it's a very good idea, though, to, to try to get your son to lie on a stitch line because yeah. it's the one thing you're not going to be looking at. Yeah, that's another 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 point as well. Cool. Um, okay, so there's a bunch of these where different people are talking about these different products, and I just wanted to highlight a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe start down here. Um, this one here is um, the Rico Theta. Okay, so that's what it looks like. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Right? So it's a double lens. Yeah, yeah. So um, for those at home, we've got a, it looks like a little sort of a, Almost looks like um, a pocket recorder. Yeah, yeah, a it's, a, it's a long recorder. sort of oblong sort of sort of thing, and it's got um, two lenses, one on either side. Severe fisheye. Yeah, 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 and the lenses actually stick out from the camera on, uh, st stick out from the camera hull, you know, from the chassis a little bit. So this is actually a bit of a problem because you can't lower the camera down because you'll yeah. scratch the lens. Yeah. The benefit being that you will get greater than one eighty. Yeah. On on any, either one, either side, which yeah. makes the overlap stitchable, like, easier to stitch. Yeah, that's right. So these, these things are pretty easy. Uh, these things are pretty... Um, um, it, it's pretty important, rather, that uh, you have interchangeable lenses or lens covers on these things. And some of them come with these lens covers and some of them don't. So this Ricoh Theta, I think, is a fairly old product, old in terms of the, um, the, um, the world that we're operating in here. Um, but it's um, 1440, I believe. Um, and thus, if you're going to do video, you know, not so good. But one thing that this does well, that's good for the stuff that we sort of deal a lot with, is you is it takes photos really well, 360 photos. Oh, okay, yeah, and that's yeah. its primary thing. Yeah. So you can take a 360 photo, stitch it together, um, and you can also take um, high dynamic range, HDR mm -hmm. oh, sort, cool. of, sort of images. So, Looks like it's Wi-Fi too. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them are Wi-Fi so that they hook up to your phone so that you can set it up and remove yourself from the shot and then just fire it off from Wi-Fi. Yep. Um, so that's one example of a product. Um, the next one I wanted to have a look at uh, or to talk about was the Samsung Gear 360. Um this is another uh, good comparison video, which we'll just quickly skip through again. Is that maximum um, res? Like, so what res? These are maximum res, yeah. So if you if you click on the... Oh, yeah, that's 4K. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's 
terrible for Yeah, I know. It looks like it's out, straight out of the 80s. Now, interestingly, <laughs> what can you see here? Whoa. There is a time uh, portal. <laughs> There's a time portal. In the shot. <laughs> that's the other camera sitting right next to him. Oh, okay, I can see cool. is the lens. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is the rest is hidden by the stitch. <laughs> So it looks like there's a... And you keep going around a little bit. Yeah. You can see where he rolled up in his Segway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the leaves. It's a Segway. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this one's actually a little bit different because I think he's got... That's the full 360. There's a name down the bottom. That's the, So keep going around. So that's Samsung. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Samsung. What He's going to do Samsung gear versus um, Nikon key mission. So if we can just... Um, um, Oops, sorry, press play. And if we move forward a little bit. Um, yeah, if we catch him moving around, I think he cuts oh, okay. to the other camera. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, you know, there's going to be different quality in terms of the image. There we go. So this is the his other camera, and okay. the Nikon, yep. right? So, so this is the Key Mission 360. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the Key Mission 360, and you can see that this one's a higher res. Yep, a lot more contrast there, and a whole lot more contrast. It, so, almost a little too much contrast. Look at the, look at the blacks on those trees in the background there. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't expect blacks like that on a on a beautiful sunny day like that. Yeah, with all that bounce light. Um. All right. So that's just a little bit of a bit of an overview of some of these things now. Um, so the, the products that we were, I was looking at, if we go back to the VR, um, and we go and have a look at Samsung gear, mm -hmm. they're going to have, um, have they got all of their products? Where's the other one? Um, this here. Okay. Samsung yep. gear 360. Yep. So that's the, the little guy that they're, they're talking about. Yep. Um, and so I suppose what I found out from just watching this stuff is that, um, Man, they're all different and um, a lot of them are new products as well and so you know some of them have a, a few teething troubles mm -hmm. um, so when you watch reviews of these you've got to watch a lot of reviews because some people think oh this is great and then other people think no this isn't so great um, interesting that it's listed on the Samsung site under wearables yes so that they're is suggesting you strap it to a helmet and Go and do action -y stuff. That's certainly what um, this other one that we've got that I was reviewing here, which is the Key Mission, mm -hmm. Key Mission 360. Here, I'll just type this in um, to Google. Um, that's what that is meant for. Mm -hmm. That's the one that had the higher. Uh huh. That's the Rico. Uh, sorry, yeah. Nikon. Um, oh, hang on. No, they've used the same name. If you go back to your Mindomo. You just did a comparison between the Samsung and the Ricoh. Um, That's the one I thought I was talking about, the, the Nikon Key Mission. So if you have one. a look at your VR, um, got Mindomo. Yeah. See how you've got, um, you've got the Samsung, the Nikon Key Mission. Oh, it is a Nikon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, Sorry, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, I suppose, is the last one that I wanted to talk about, is that these two are, are a bit of a competitor. Mm -hmm. I think it's the... The Gear 360 and the the Nikon. This one is supposed to be, as you can see here, you know, strap it to your helmet. It's supposed to be a rugged yep. um, sort of uh, video that you can go and, you know, an action camera, mm -hmm. you know, that you can go and surf down a snowboard down a mountain or something or other and, and take some film, 360 film of it. Would you would you say that um, 
that GoPro are in a unique position because at the moment, as a, as a 360 video solution, you have to buy multiple GoPros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they came out with a, a camera, a 360 camera, mm. they're sort of shooting themselves in the foot, aren't they? Well, unless it's five <laughs> times the price or something. Because really. <laughs> one, would, one would think that they probably are the leaders when it comes to rugged cameras. You'd imagine that they've got something up their sleeve. I haven't researched that, but you'd imagine that they would be trying to get into this space because everybody really, if you want to do, if you want to be serious about it, mm. you go and get yourself a pack of GoPro, GoPros. Right? Absolutely, and these all-in-one cameras aren't being used, as far as I'm aware. Then they're still not being used for professional production in the 360 space at the moment. It's it's a multi-camera rig, recording separate signal on each camera, yeah. and then compositing in post. That's right. So that's the, the other point about this is that some of these cameras, for example, the Samsung um, 360 gear that we just looked at, that does the stitching inside its own little head. Yeah. So when it exports out, you get the final video. And therefore you get no say in that stitching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can't control it. So all of these products, man, they're really hard to compare. Mm. You have to kind of decide what you want. Because they're not, they're, they're not easily comparable uh, on all the specs as Definitely well. not comparing apples and apples. You're yeah, comparing yeah. two different different products, no, you know. I agree. Um, all right, so that's just a bit of an overview. So we've got Gear 360, really, this Key Mission 360 seems to be something that everybody's talking about. Mm -hmm. The the Ricoh Theta is a really small little little camera mm -hmm. that um, people are uh, also Show me that one about. again. That's the one that looks like the, the tape recorder with the lens on either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's... Um, it's the elongated, sort of long, tall... Yeah, yeah, you can see it there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. All right. It so actually looks like an air conditioner remote control. Yeah, it looks like a remote control. That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like, with two <laughs> bubbles on it. Yeah. Yeah, bubble on either side. Cool. Um, okay, so that gives you a kind of a bit of a... Well, it gives me, anyway, a kind of a bit of a starting point to try and compare when you... Because mm. there's, there's more cameras. There's many more of these. They're coming out thick and fast. Um, and there's loads of little startups as well. The same with the, the yeah. headsets and everything, little startup people, engineers. I was, I was just about to say that, that in relation to that, so much of the tech that we see um, starts at the high end mm. and then gradually filters down to the prosumer level and then mm. eventually the consumer level. Mm. But when it comes to VR 360 video, the pros have been using GoPros. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, you see Dragon rigs and things like that, but really so much of the um, innovation at the moment and, f and for the last sort of two years has mm. been using off-the-shelf solutions just with not off-the-shelf rigs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that puts it in your hands almost immediately mm. so yeah a lot of this consumer level product is actually quite stacked at the moment there's a lot going on in that consumer prosumer mm -hmm, area mm -hmm. and then it's a massive jump before we and then we get up into production you know professional production so probably interesting things will happen over the next couple of years where those guys sort themselves out they yeah. start elbowing, elbowing each other and the and question is does it go both both ways we're, we're used to you know the the cars you drive are a result of rally cars and mm. and um and you know touring racing cars and the tech that they develop at that high end mm. filters down mm -hmm. and then they they try to get it so that it's cost effective and mm. things like that and it, and it ends up in your car within mm. about four or mm. five years we see that with software we see that with hardware as well does it go the other way 
Mm. Like when all of the development has been done by backyard boffins and and uh, guys in mum's basement, like three D printing, I guess. Mm. You know where it got taken out of the hands of the high end stuff because it wasn't filtering down. They were keeping it too close to stum. Mm-hmm. And then when it flipped around the other way, it's now. Does it go up? Does it filter back up? You might sort of expect that that stitching step in the process, something that probably has to happen there because we've got little tiny cameras that are doing bad stitching yes. all by themselves. And then you've got the GoPros and higher that are requiring a lot of work to do the stitching. Yeah. You know, and there's probably got to be a happy medium in between there somewhere. Which doesn't exist at the moment. Which doesn't seem to exist at the moment. Okay, so the last area of what is VR is a little side shoot, I think, of the um, the VR film video sort of sort of aspect, and that is VR streaming, mm-hmm. because that's a thing. Yeah, we we hit on it last week when we were talking about events um, by literally having these devices all around an event mm. and streaming live, mm. and so you can literally walk through Comic Con by while sitting in a lounge room mm. in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, by going from device to device as throughout the hall mm. and it's total 360 and mm. it's live streamed mm. so the people walking in front of those cameras are, are, are there in real life and they can be yeah they can be you can call your mate and he can wave at you on the live stream yeah or you walking past the camera can pull out your phone mm. and look and around see, through the camera yeah 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 so just as an example this is a good example um, because I think really 360 streaming is kind of in the early days. I don't have any data on whether where it was first started and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's still in the early days, I think. So anyway, so down the bottom, well, what we've got here is um, Wowzer, um, which is a it's best I can can work out is essentially a 360 streaming. It's a kind of a host. Well, it's 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 YouTube for 360. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's it's the host. So down the bottom here, we've got the workflow, which is camera, um, camera, the PC. PC, Wowzer, up to Wowzer, then over to your your computer, and then down onto your mobile device, headset, whatever. So it'll pop out your headset, and you can look around. Yep. You know, in real time. Yep. So, so effectively, it's uh, it's an alternative to YouTube, specifically for three D. Yeah, yeah. So big data sets. As I notice up there it says supports up to four K resolution. Yeah, that's right. And I'm assuming they're talking about that, not the four K. The four K is it won't be the final. Like it's not a four K lat long um, spherical map. Yeah, it's it. That's four K. The bit that you see. Yeah. No, I think it's the other way around. Are you sure? No. <laughs> because if you think about it, 4K, yeah. if the whole thing is 4K, mm. at the most, that would be 1K, that would be 1K, mm-hmm. that's 1K, and that's 1K. Mm-hmm. That's 4K. Mm-hmm. That's very low res. Well, okay, well, we're talking cross purposes here, but that's what I was kind of indicating, that, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, you know, 4K, you know, it's not going to be high res out the, the, the streaming window that you're looking through. Yeah. I think YouTube is currently 4K. You were watching one before and it said 4K down here. And I think you can go 4K, 60 frames per second, 360. Yeah. Cool. But that'd be pre-recorded, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. streaming. So we're streaming here. Wow. Yeah. So you're going to need some uh, bandwidth to get that's it up right. there that's and right. to get it down. That's right. 
Well, anyway, it's all up and running now, and you can do it now. And there's not just one of these sites. There's multiple oh, ones there's of competitors these, for Wowza. There's competitors for, for Wowza. So there's there's a couple of these sites that are out there. So That's got Silicon Valley all over that name. Wowza. <laughs> boffins. Um, startup boffins. What do they call them? The, uh, the, uh, the guys that give you money for enterprising new ideas. I forget the name of them. I don't know. It they just specialize me. in that. They... Yeah. You pitch ideas to these. Are there? There. Oh, it'll come to me. Uh, but that name has those guys written all over it. It's very Silicon Valley. It reminds me of, you know, Google, as opposed to you know when we're talking about Tron, information. What was it? Information integrated. Information oh, yeah, international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most boring name in the world for somebody who does computer graphics. Because I got a feeling, Wowza. SA maybe is a is an old term for a fuddy daddy or a, a, oh. a anti fun person. <clears throat> Don't be a wowzer. Oh right, it might be. Yeah, vaguely um, rings a bell. Yeah, it's. I think it. I think that's what it meant. I just don't know how it was spelt, so I can't look it up. I'll try and find it. All right. So that's an overview of what the hell is this VR thing? Yep. Um, so it ranges from headsets, you know, with a film game slant. Cameras are included. There's that process with the stitching going on, and it all goes up to even live streaming. It's interesting. Um, 360 video. Yeah, live streaming is interesting. Yeah. I yeah. think for events, that's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, especially when you can pay 20 bucks and actually sit in the audience uh, at a Comic Con where all of the cast of the latest movie, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, that that's that's an event experience and if you've got that directional audio where yeah. you've got the crowd here yeah and then the you know the audio the audience uh, the audio coming from the stage is coming from the front um that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. that would be pretty special mm. well that sort of leads us um unless there was something else you wanted to have no, a look that's, at that's about it that that leads us nicely into um um some of the areas mm-hmm. some of the sort of areas that uh, vr is being used at the moment let me just set this up what i've realized is that if you squish this or most websites what will happen is you'll get a get to a point a threshold when all the advertising (laughs) yeah disappears and actually the juicy stuff stays (laughs) (laughs) which is what i'm trying to do here squeeze out the advertising yeah this is the virtual reality society it's uh, vrsorg.uk so it's obviously reputable it's a uk site they're 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 smarter over there than the rest of the world when it comes to uh, societies that's right yes um but what they've got is some really cool uh cool information they've got some guides some profiles they've got some cool apps um and just some really it's a great if you're not totally across vr mm-hmm. it's a good site you mm-hmm. can go there you can you can get up on the lingo you can have a basic idea of how things work and then they send you off into various links and things like that they, they drill drill down in various areas oh dear hang on that's that's not professional <laughs> everyone i know is in the room um so yeah definitely check these guys out but what i found was it's a really cool reference for the types of industries and areas that VR is being used at the moment as and is about to be used. So looks like all of the industries. It's 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 really impressive, isn't it? It's mm. they're sort of not leaving much out there. 
Um, this should that should be programming languages. Maybe is that a is that a word I don't know? Languages, Lanugas, no, Lanug. Programming Lanugas, <laughs> but um, just off the list here, in case, in case you're only listening to the podcast, we're looking at military, education, healthcare, entertainment, fashion, heritage, business, engineering, sport, media, scientific visualisation, telecommunications, construction, film, and programming Lanugas. They've got entertainment and film? Yeah, that's so I guess entertainment must be games, if they're going to split them apart like that. There's one thing that's missing there, um, and so I don't want to steal your thunder, but security seems to be missing ah, there. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely not in there, and it, and it's something that that would be pretty impressive. Right, and instead of having a derpy camera, and yeah. you've seen those towers where they've got 16 cameras pointing in all different directions. Yeah, yeah. They just stick a 3D camera up there and you can just sort of... And you can walk around in the space. You can literally move from station to station and look around. Mm, mm. Um, and if they're 3D cameras, mm. in theory, you could look slightly <laughs> slightly behind things. Yeah. Only very skinny things, but yes. Um, a couple here that I found interesting was fashion, um, but heritage. And when you look at heritage, it's talking about... Now, I couldn't guess what heritage was when I saw it. There. Monuments, Stonehenge, sculptures, caves, historical buildings, archite- uh, archaeological digs, and old towns and villages. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool because mm. you can then experience Stonehenge and, and mm. uh, ancient caves and cave paintings and things like that and not have to pay eight grand or something to get on a plane and go and do yeah, it. Yeah. And you can... You can actually experience it and experience the sound of it, and because sound is so much of this mm-hmm. this immersive experience. Um, but also, you can experience things that don't exist anymore in that heritage space. Mm-hmm. Uh, buildings like the you um, can get an overlay with how it used to be. Absolutely, like think of the um, Colosseum, which is laying in ruins. You know, for the most part, yep. um, you can literally see it in that state, in today's state, and then go back. A thousand years and then two thousand years yeah, and then go yeah. you know and really sort of experience it across and therefore bring greater importance to that um to the heritage of it mm. bring it back to life which is all about you know you, you've got to win hearts and minds if you want to preserve th- uh, the heritage of anything mm-hmm. and so this is a way of doing that mm. without making it it's too exclusive mm. you know we mm. can't all get to go all over the planet so i found that was really cool um, entertainment, they're talking about virtual museums, interactive exhibitions, galleries, theatres, virtual theme parks, discovery centres. Now, this is what I mentioned last week when the guy from oh, the, the name of the business and the guy... Um, Autodesk? No, he was he owns a, a company in, in LA and they specialise in previs. And when he was asked... What oh, does yeah. VR mean to your business? Mm. He was very quick to say, oh, we jumped right in. We thought it was going to be huge. But what we found is that things tend to be gravitating towards events mm. for VR, mm-hmm. live events. People for either previsiting live events to work out yep. where to put things and how to how to get things working, but also to get pe- give people the ability to experience live events when they can't get there or mm. you know as a as a sort of second fallback position. Because we haven't cracked that narrative thing yet, so yeah, it's it's gravitating towards or it seems to be more applicable as some sort of tool. Absolutely, and it's it's it goes without saying that 
VR is going to be perfect for anything we can't get to at all, like the deepest ocean, like outer space, a cosmos. I mean, imagine the next step for Google Earth yeah. is they just start dropping these cameras around the place. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. they're part of Google Earth. So Absolutely. there's a shipwreck off the coast of wherever. They go and drop a camera down there. Absolutely. And then just that just sits down there for the rest of forever. And if they're thinking about dropping your parcels off with a drone mm. that's about the size of a bloody trailable six before trailer mm-hmm. um, how hard is it going to be to have a drone the size of the palm of your hand that can be sent anywhere in the world so that you can live look at whatever the whatever the latest um, it could be a volcano erupting mm. it could be it could be anything it could be a, a plane crash mm. it could be what you can take like news could potentially be a 360 uh, experience mm-hmm. They just send drones there. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because these are throwaway, throwaway price drones. Yeah, yeah. And they just, up they go. Um, and it won't be long before they're going to be self-flying. Like, um, they mm. can just hover there forever because mm. it's the engines are getting more efficient and so is the solar um, or alternative, you know, energy methods. Mm-hmm. Once they start to catch up to one another and meet in the middle mm. you're just going to launch it it'll be there for years <laughs> so think of that hovering out over surf beaches for shark att- for shark <laughs> yeah. warnings yeah. Or, or people getting caught in rips and things like that mm. um so yeah virtual reality and and maybe that's something there too for um search and rescue mm. vr for search and rescue well i know that you know they've been inventing ai quadcopters so that they can go into collapsed buildings yeah yeah you know, there's all these little nooks and crannies which aren't big enough for people, but yeah. some little quadcopter thing yeah. can kind of buzz around inside And it's literally there. the side of your hand. Yeah, you fit yeah. in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah. you don't look for people inside. And With stuff. heat. You know, they can have heat cameras and things like that. So I thought this was a, a great little look at... Um, and we can come back and revisit some of these in a little bit more detail mm. down the track. Um, f- film... Um, so some of these movies which I've probably heard of uh, Tron Matrix series Vanilla Sky so these these are movies that are using <laughs> VR in the narrative mm. not in the production oh yeah yeah okay um, but yeah there's um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can talk about um, into the future in relation to VR being used in production of films again it's interesting and it's quite amazing slash staggering that the shortest list there I imagine is the film list yeah if you go into Heritage, they've got a big list of ideas. You yeah. go into pick another one, and fashion, I don't know. It is big... important to remember, it's a society. Oh, right. Okay. So um, they're probably more, ki- like, let's have a look at education. Um, it might prove me wrong here. Well, there's certainly more words written about it. <laughs> but they would take, I would say a society is more about, you know, scientific visualisation mm. and telecommunication and... Um, you know, physics, chemistry, biology. Being able to ha- be at a board meeting without having to fly all the board members in mm. from over every corner of the world, um, or your or a, a management meeting for a big franchise or something like that. Mm. Everyone can be in the virtual space, and basically with a camera, you're placed at the meeting board, and so you have a voice, and you you know you're not passive; you're actually active in that. And then if you just attach some little robot to it, yeah, you know, so that you can move around in some way, yeah, and go and have a private conversation with another robot, absolutely, you know, then you've got something. It um, um, which which brings us to peripherals, okay, VR kit, right? That is not the headset. The headset, right? Okay. So you would you would be potentially familiar with the Omni, the Virtuex, 
which is the Omni. Let me show you a little. Uh, let me this so these here. are Omni treadmills is really what we're walk, talking about. So you can walk around. Yeah, this is the Omni treadmill. So it's the this is the uh, the first that really swept people's imagination up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and you got guys like Roberts and uh, mm-hmm. Braben mm-hmm. coming together in one room. I've seen a video with oh. both of those guys standing around one of these in what looked to be some guy's lounge room. Right. Um, and they were blown away by uh-huh. it and, and super impressed by it. Um, it's when you look at a deliberately filmed uh, product promo video they make it look a lot more delicate and well not delicate they make it look a lot more functional Mm -hmm. than it looks when you just get a bunch of CES or um, PAX people uh, lining up and jumping on it (laughs) They look like a bunch of uh, drunken sailors. <laughs> okay. So you've got to have some skills to work on this thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it's got a kind of a ring that goes around your waist and it's got some like sticks and legs and things that, that yeah. hold up the ring. And then you've got some sort of inverted conical thing yeah, that you like can run Yeah, it's like a big wok. It's like, the wok deck. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a Teflon thing on it, no doubt. So yeah, you you, can, you've got to wear special shoes. That oh, got, do you? They've got little... Uh, there's little... Non-stick uh, shoes. Yeah, I think there's little tiny beads on the shoes. Okay. Um, and they are the things that slide across this high... So what, you got a packet of beads and you got to dump them into the wok and then you can... No, no, like they're special shoes. you got to... You, you gotta, you can't use your own shoes. Yeah, right, okay. Um, so you're going to have special shoes. Now, size-wise, it's not too bad. It probably takes up the same amount of size as a sort of a single-seater recliner, mm. I would say. Mm. Um, it does have a harness thing hanging over the top, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen them use them without that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So this is a big player in the space, uh, and a lot of people believe that it is quite immersive. I've never used one. I've, I've never even seen one in the, in the flesh. Um, but I can imagine it's it's it takes the immersion to sort of a new level. They've got some competition, and one of those competitors is this one, Cyberith, and it's it's <laughs> similar to the previous one except it's got like a shock absorber type. Um, it's got three pillars. Oh yeah, I see. That are holding up the central ring. Mm-hmm. And you wear some kind of the harness. The ring goes up and down with your hips as you walk. Yeah, because you, you notice there's a strap that goes up underneath your uh, groin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's basically you're wearing a, a strap nappy or, mm-hmm. or similar to a, um, a rock climbing harness. Mm-hmm. And when you go up and down, the rig sort of goes up and down and, and, and goes with you. And um, But it is once again special shoes on a special surface. Okay. Um, and they got the same walk apparatus going on the uh, on the on the ground. Yes. Walk thing. yes, I'll try and. F- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, it looks flat. flat. No, you're right. It looks flat. Because I think some crazy people have invented a. And they're well, using, maybe it's just and they're wearing shoes. socks. No, they're wearing okay, so special socks over their shoes. I think Teflon slippery socks. Okay. Yeah, because I've always wondered about the the walk, the mm-hmm. the half bowl mm-hmm. thing, that when I go to walk forward. Mm. Unless I'm walking uphill, mm. I expect my foot to go down to the same ground level as mm. the fo- as where it left. Mm. Otherwise, I'm walking uphill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've just always wondered what that experience is like in, in the flesh, how hard it is to get used to the fact that 
because we we lean our body differently when we're walking uphill. Mm. We lean our body forward mm. because otherwise we fall backwards. That's right. It's controlled falling. Yeah, and you have to ignore that sensation, don't you, to mm. keep walking forward like that. So yes, this is a this is a competitor to uh, to the Omni. This is the Cybereth. God. And when you when you come up with a name, yeah. One of the things about a good name is making it easy for people to say. Yeah, and to know that when I'm saying it, I'm getting it right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. You don't know that. A self-confirming yeah, yeah, word. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like like wowzer. <laughs> wowzer, yeah. Um, Google. So, so that's basically it there. Um, it looks a bit cheap, doesn't it? It looks a bit flimsy it's to me. It's a bit me. skeletal compared to the other one. Yep. I yep. And, and it also looks... Maybe it's portable. Considerably Maybe it's bigger. It looks like it folds up a little bit. It does. But it also looks considerably bigger than the previous one. Mm. It Bigger than a recliner. Mm. You know. So we're now getting into some space mm. issues here. And these look like there's sensors. There's sensors at the top. Up, up the top. So um, we'll need a drill. Yep. To use this. So um, that's the Cybereth. This one looks promising. This one is the Catwalk. Let me just play this one. This is the Catwalk, K-A-T Walk, mm -hmm. a new solution for virtual reality locomotion. Now, this one I like because you're in a harness, but the harness is suspended <laughs> from the ceiling, from, from the rig at the top. Now This one's a friggin' monster. It is a monster. It's, it's like a, the, the last one we looked at was just this little skeletal thing. This yep. one is like a serious piece of industrial machinery Absolutely. going on here. You still now, got the walk downstairs. It's still got the walk. In fact, it looks like it is an actual walk in this one because it's all polished and silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I, I'm imagining they have to have some special stuff on their shoes to, mm. to transition across this thing. Um, if you look, if you freeze frame it, I'll see if I can um, try and freeze frame it on, on this guy walking. Put his foot down. Underneath you, if underneath his feet, you can actually see that there's something stuck to the sole of his feet. Okay. Then when you move up the rig, it's got like a hanging unit from a from a top suspended mm. uh, apparatus, and then you're in a, a harness that's connected to that hanging unit. Mm. Now the beauty of this rig is that it will actually I'll come back here a little bit. Um, it will actually support your entire weight, so you can sit in it. So you can drive, you can fly a plane oh, yeah. in this rig. Um, I don't know how comfortable that will be. Mm. Um, this, notice up here, there's a there's a little thin, um, and from this angle it's hard to really make out what it is, but it's a ring. And okay. much later on, they are showing somebody actually sitting in a chair that's dangling from that ring. Um so yeah, what their argument is is that if you have one of these hard circular rings around you, mm -hmm. like the previous two, mm -hmm. you you're you're basically cut off from any movement down here, mm -hmm. right? And it fouls you up. Mm -hmm. So as you move your arms, you've got to sort of keep your arms uh, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. weird position. You can't have them by your side. You definitely can't swing them like a normal yeah. walk. Yeah, yeah. This unit, you can literally just move normally. Mm. Um, so it, it looks more interesting. It definitely looks like um, uh, it's the next level based on the ones we've already seen. But it's huge. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to carry the weight of, of a human 
um, and I would imagine it's sort of weight rated to uh, quite a heavy human as well. So there's the harness. You can see it goes around your legs and, and your sort of your torso, not the waist, mm. which I think is a little smarter than some of those other units because your center of gravity, yes, is in your waist. Mm. But if you try to hold someone in the waist off the ground, mm -hmm. they're going to tip over. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're top heavy. Yeah, yeah. Our center of gravity, yes, is down down low. Yep. But it's not where we like to put a harness when, when mm. you've got someone flying mm. and things like that. Mm. So anyway, I like the look of this one. I'm going to keep an eye on this catwalk, um, and I'd love to. I'd love to have a go on it at, at some point, um, wherever they're out showing. It's. It just looks. It looks like it would work. Mm. Yeah. So the next one we'll have a look at here. This is the Infinity, and I'm not going to play them, but a lot of these things are Kickstarter type things where they've got very dramatic <coughs> intro music and things like that, um, and you play the dramatic stuff, and then a lot of the production of this stuff is happening in this sort of way. You yeah. know, same with the headsets, same with the cameras. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Continue. Sorry, man. This is a very interesting. Now, this is as big as a bus, right? It's crazy. It's it's bigger than a VW, right? And look at it. it, it you need three steps to get up onto it. Yeah, yeah. But watch it move. Um, what we're actually looking at is a guy that's got. Once again, he's sort of got this harness around him. Mm. This one is only around the waist. It does look flimsy and early days. The um, harness looks more like a, a sensor rather than a than, um, than holding that, him yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't look strong enough to be holding him up at all, but it does look like it's actually driving. From what I can make of it, and I've only done a very little bit of research on this this particular one, as you move, you if you want to t turn left, you turn your body. Yep. And what watch the um, watch as he turns around, you'll see that the treadmill on the ground actually. Goes in two different directions, yes, and and therefore it actually goes um, diagonal as well. Mm. So you can walk in any direction. I think what it is is a series of rollers on two different axes, and when you turn, it lifts up the rollers that are um, the thin ones in between. It looks like a treadmill on a treadmill. Yeah, 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 with little gaps, yeah. and the gaps expose the rollers from the underlying treadmill as you turn. Yeah, it it pops them up, and then all of a sudden you're walking in another direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As so a mechanism, it's, a 3D, it's awesome. Yeah, to look yeah. At. I was kind of slightly aware that somebody had invented one of these crazy three sixty degree yeah. treadmills. Um, yeah, if they can get that tech kind of working, that seems like you'd get a much better experience than walking in the walk. That's what I thought so too. And now it's much early days. Notice there where he, he's walking sideways, and then watch when he stops. He keeps. It keeps sliding. See those 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 panels on the they're actual treadmills. Yeah. Yeah, each one of them. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's pretty awesome. That's amazing. It's pretty good, isn't it? Now that mechanism is great. The rest of it looks very flimsy. Mm. Um, and obviously they'll they'll keep uh, developing from this point. But what I like about it is it's flat. Yep. It's flat and the ground moves instead of having that means I can wear my any sneakers I want. Or yep. I can wear my army boots if I'm uh, if I'm doing army training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, this is promising. They could probably put that on little servos as well, so it could tilt. Yeah, in different directions. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you could simulate a hill. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like this one. I'll be keeping an eye on this one as 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 well. So that brings us to some weirdness. Ooh. Those have all made perfect sense so far. <laughs> right. Okay. This one here. 
If you've ever wanted to fly like a bird. <laughs> or look like an idiot. Or look like an idiot. This <laughs> We can strap you into a machine. We have invented a machine that will do that for you. Um, that will make you look like an idiot. And and he is quite literally those watching it, strapped those into Those listening it. at home. Yes. It's, <laughs> Imagine a dentist chair <laughs> that's especially It's designed. inverted, yeah. so you're face down. So it's a massage chair crossed with a dentist, dentist chair. chair. Um, with um, potential torture so- <laughs> yeah. aspect to it as well. So what this is, this is a this is a VR rig. It's a control rig that gives you feedback from the software. Okay. But also you, it's an input rig because if you want to go Would up, be full screen. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. If you want to go up, I've got a fan in front of it. You have <laughs> to fly. You have to flap your wings. Okay. Yeah. So to go. To go up higher, you flap your wings and then you can put them out and actually mm-hmm. soar for a bit. But you'll you'll gradually lose uh, altitude and you'll have to flap them back up. So what what they've done to add to the experience is put a big fan about a foot and a half in front of your face uh, to blow air on you. Um, it is the craziest looking thing. It really looks like some kind of. Uh, oh, look, you can twist your wings and the things. You don't oh, just yeah, flap. Yeah, you can yeah. also twist your wings. Yeah, yeah. You're flying. You're mm. basically controlling like rudders or whatever. What's in the game? Ailerons. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's in the uh, software experience? You're con- you're controlling, and then it is giving you feedback as mm-hmm. well. Um, but it basically looks like some kind of medieval sex machine <laughs> reinvented. Um, it doesn't look right. The, the whole thing doesn't look right. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'd, I, I would have to say it would cost a fortune. Its name is The Birdly. The Birdly. Oh God. Flying the Birdly Virtual Reality Simulator. Birdly, really? <laughs> and quite literally, that's the only thing it's good for because <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a wing-flapping simulator input device. Yeah, right? so you can't load up a tank game. No, no, no. And you can't, <laughs> not even an F-16 or anything like that. You can skydive, I guess. <laughs> you, you might be able out. to skydive. Yeah. And, Flop around. I've never seen so much effort put into one thing. Like you know, you've only got a. It only works if you have always wanted to fly like a bird. Yes. And me personally, when when Superman is another alternative, and or or pilot an F sixteen or something like that, then a bird is left way behind. Yes, and you can watch that on on video, <laughs> and you can set up your own fan in yeah. front of your face. Yeah. Put on your cape. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. So it is a bit of a one-trick pony, the old birdly. Absolutely. And it, it, it falls into the weirdness category. It's definitely in the weirdness category. This one is called the VR Go. All right. Now, have a VR guess what Go. it is. Have a guess what it is. It looks like a small black lump with cool orange or, hyper or stickers. Green. Orange. <laughs> it's green. It's actually orange. <laughs> But it's green. No, I could not actually tell the difference. And, and I love the fact that this is the landing page. Okay. And you can't tell what, what it is. What the product is. It looks like a camera. It's All called right? the VR Go. Okay. Looks right. Like and and in the but VR Go mouse? logo, okay. logo, it does indeed look like some kind of little mouse icon with some Wi-Fi radio uh, radio bars. It is still not sure. Yes, yeah, still not sure. It's a seat. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a seat that you sit on that actually controls. There's no indication of scale. I thought it would suddenly yeah, yeah. fit in your hand. That's, that's what I thought too when okay. I saw that saw that uh, that landing page. Um, it's virtual. It's a virtual seat. So it's kind of like BB-8, but yeah, you sit on it. Absolutely. Now notice as he's leaning. You what we are seeing here is that he's leaning from left to right on this seat, and, and the seat is the is sort of egg shaped, and he's sitting on top of it, and as he leans. 
that's the direction you uh, go in. Right, 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 right. And including leaning around corners yeah. and uh, moving forward, transitioning back and forward. Now, there are some buttons down on the actual front of the unit that mm-hmm. you can push and, and control it. So mm-hmm. you can lean or actually roll and, mm-hmm. and go forward and whatever. But that's what it is. It's, uh, it's a virtual reality seat similar to what we would call a lounge room pouffe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or <a> poof. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it there. So now that you've seen it with this guy's ass stuck to it, you sort of understand what it is. So yeah, it's it's a kind of a it's a new kind of motion controller for virtual reality. Tilt and spin in the real world, it, tilting and spinning in the real world translated as movement in the virtual. I like it. I don't mind it. I approve. I like it. I because reckon this going, would be good for, for your core strength as well, like a, like sitting on a um, <laughs> one of those crazy on one of those balls. Re- yeah, things that you see at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, those, um, yeah, yeah, exercise machines. I reckon that this has got possibilities because, you know, as we were talking about before, when you come home from work, you want to sit down and relax. Yeah. You don't want to start walking across. Yeah. You know the desert. You know, you want to sit down and relax. And maybe this is a cool thing. You can just kind of what's twist the, the seat around. What's left the and World right. of Warcraft world? What's that called? I can't remember. Azeroth know? or something? Azeroth. Like? Yeah. Last thing I want to do is go and slug my way 20 <laughs> yeah. kilometers across Azeroth in the evening. And, <laughs> yeah. and there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of hardcore gamers that'll that'll sort of jump onto the fad and then mm. realize oh, I've got to walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. This has got promising. This yeah. has got some uh, some promising um, sides to it. So it's a Kickstarter. F- it's been funded. They distinctly say funded with Kickstarter. So one can imagine that they're up and running now. And uh, it's so interesting that these engineering pro- products are getting funded by Kickstarter rather than software products or yeah, you know those type of things. It's actually hardware. Now this is a dentist chair, if you ask me, um, and. <laughs> I don't know. This is win- it's got a big award on the page here. This is winner of best product VR and AR World Expo London October uh, 2016. So it's had a fresh win on, on under the belt. Um, but basically, it's a chair. It yep. looks like an office chair with some kind of motor. Um, it looks like the chair can spin around endlessly because the cables don't get twisted. Ah, cool. um, okay. so, it's, so it's one of those gyroscopic cabling similar to a helicopter yeah. prop system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from what I can tell from some of the videos, well, what they're spruiking is that you can explore 360 degrees, take a ride uh, a la uh, roller coaster, feel the sensation. So it's obviously got, it's called haptics. I think it's called haptics when you can feel um, when when um, sensations are fed to your body. They call it haptic. How do they do that? Through little 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 motors, little rumblers, oh, and, okay. and things like that. But mm-hmm. I went right into it, and they they got little electric shocks being fed into no, people, poor, poor bastards and stuff. <laughs> there was one guy I saw. He was he was doing this boxing game, and, okay. and and when he'd block a punch, it would send a little electric shock into his muscle, and you okay. could see by his arm he'd been doing this way too long. He's got all these scratches <laughs> and bruises and shit. All right. <laughs> Um, see so why yeah. this is in the weird category. Yeah, yeah. So this is it's got haptics built into it, and also you can drive. Like if if you t- want to turn around, you can look in the opposite direction and stuff like that. So they've got people sitting in cars, and they've got people sitting in roller coasters yeah. and spaceships. Yeah. The seat doesn't turn in your roller coaster, no, your car, right. or your spaceship. Not relative to your torso. Your torso goes in the direction of the car. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Your head can turn, but your torso goes That's into right. bricks. So why am I going to need to whiz around? To me, yeah. this this looked like just Particularly a, a, if vomit, you... a, a vomit machine. <laughs> Could you imagine a how sick this thing would make you feel when you've got a VR strapped to your head and this thing's just spinning you around on the one axis? Yeah, more, you know, people complain a bit about motion sickness with um, just regular VR headsets. Yeah, yeah. This this is for those people that don't suffer from that but have always wanted to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now this one's interesting. This is the uh, this is the uh, pre-O VR or pri-O VR, and uh, let's see if we can get this kicking along here. What I like about this is it actually looks very real world. It's sort of yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to talk to you, dude. We want to see some examples. Um, so we've got some zombies. They're coming towards the guy, and he's deciding. Okay, well, I'm just going to hold my arm out with my gun and I'm going to shoot it. So that's being tracked, right? Watch this. Roundhouse kick. <laughs> huh? All right. So what we've actually got is got a guy and he's wearing a bit of a harness thing. And, and it looks all Wi-Fi, so there's no cables coming from him. Yep. And um, we've essentially got mocap is what, yeah. we're, what we're doing. We're mocapping the guy. And these are the, these are the sensors. <clears throat> Let me see if I can bring up. Here we go. These are the sensors here. So we've got sensors in the hands, the wrists... Um, the bicep up in the shoulders, r- roughly in the clavicle area. You got one in the sternum, mm. uh, one down around the waist, one in the thighs, one in the th- uh, in the shins or, or in the lower leg, and then one down on the palm, on the on the foot, which gives you full range of motion. And essentially, that's how you game. You um, you kick and and karate chop and do, yeah. <laughs> do all this yeah, yeah. awkward shit because that guy is. Literally a stone's throw away from the Star Wars kid, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing roundhouse, roundhouses, roundhouses yeah, yeah. and clearly he's got he's had no training whatsoever. Like, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. But he doesn't have a helmet on. He doesn't have a. Any, there's no VR. There's no VR. So he's actually watching the screen doing this. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, the, he does has he has no goggles on in this thing. So he's. So, but but then he, then they show us a side by side sort of two oh, two is, view. This is with the goggles. Okay, but if you've got the goggles on, you've got loads of cables and stuff. So I don't know if you'll be doing too many roundhouses. Yeah, that sort of. Shit. Yeah, absolutely. Which which knee <laughs> kick to the groin. Well, this is kind of cool. You don't have like. It's interesting. You isn't don't it? have like um, special attacks. You've just got whatever you could do with your limbs is yeah. your attack. He's got controllers in his hands. They're similar to the nunchuckers that, that used to get with the uh, the Wii. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, in fact, to me, that's what they look like. Um, but, yeah, I found this interesting. I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like it. And it, now he's sitting down in a more relaxed... What I like chair. about that, yeah. that's mocap. Yeah, I know, that's mocap. It's very interesting. Time. And it's mocap without having to wear a idiot suit, suit. full of polka yeah, dots. idiot suit that always looks very... Uh, and it would be cool, you know, if you're sitting down mm. and you've got the helmet on, so you've got your VR helmet on, but you've, st- you've got your arms free, so yeah. you could pick up stuff Absolutely. or you could operate things. Absolutely. Pretty cool. So I found that one was uh, pretty interesting. This one here, this is uh, Dex, uh, Dexstar, Dexstaro Robotics. Oh God, another stupid name. Yeah, and, and the product to me is a little bit silly as well. Um, <laughs> All right. 
it's so it's a, a cyber it's glove. It's a special cyber glove, <laughs> and it and it tracks what you're doing with your fingers, and and you can do opposable thumb type movements and pick things up and um, and grab things. But I think they've missed the boat um, because you've got well they they've got that. You've got um, these guys here that have got these gloves that are. If, they, if you come down here, they're open source SDK. They've got haptics, which is the integrated mm, vib- vibration motor provides tactile word, sensations on the back of your hand. Yeah, yeah. High-tech sensors, wireless, um, washable. Ooh. <laughs> um, quality Let's battery. Let's see you do that with your Oculus Rift. That's it. So, it so, so these are a wireless unit. So there's no cables. Wow. Right? And they're compatible. So they look like a pair of gloves. Basically, they are a pair of gloves. They're, they are VR gloves, and they actually allow you to do tactile um, operations you can pick up you can you can uh, load a weapon you can do all sorts of things I believe that's probably destined to land in the sphere of training um, for medical for mm-hmm. you know, just about anything mm-hmm. anything that involves your yeah, hand eye mm-hmm. that sort of stuff um, so <laughs> remote piano playing yeah. or something or other so why would I be strapping this thing onto me when I can where's me see Dexmo here um for those at home, it has all these kind of. It doesn't look like a glove. It looks like a kind of a claw. It's got all, all these kind of <laughs> bizarre attachments to it. I don't know quite what the it's, deal is with them. It's a shocker. It's a shocker. It's like an exoskeleton, it's an, like an exo thing. But not even like a. If you designed an exo, it wouldn't look like that. I yeah. Mean, it'd be, I guess those sticky uppy bits must. I don't know what they they're there for. But I, it's a beautiful website. <laughs> it's a beautiful website. Slightly dorky name. Um, it's it's really is quite ridiculous. And then in that same sphere is this unit here. Which What's the name of it first? It's I have called. To the, it know? is called the uh, Unlimited Hand. Okay, not very catchy, but yeah. meaningful. I yeah. approve. Yeah. Now a previous controller. If we if we can look at the image, uh, let's try and hold on this image. It's got a previous controller where you reach out your hand and then it just uh, doesn't bend and doesn't do anything. And then it's next to a unlimited hand which allows you to scratch the bird and to squeeze the bird the 3d object <laughs> it's a terrible video i don't understand now this this is interesting what it does is you wrap it around your forearm oh, and don't it, tell me it's picking up on the muscles yeah, yeah. In your arm. it taps into the um oh, shit um and i can really relate to that i had a mm. mate um i was at a mate's place many many years ago and him and his brother used to do stupid things dangerous stupid things for mm. one another and they were having an argument and he just happened to have a big butcher's knife, a big, long, sharp oh, okay. knife. And he said, I mean it. Don't come near me. Don't come near me. Mm. He said, I'll throw it. I'll throw it. And he threw the bloody knife. Yeah. And the, the brother jumped out of the road, but it hit him here. Uh-huh. He had to have microsurgery because uh-huh. all the tendons that led to his fingers, he couldn't move any of his fingers just because this little tiny stab yeah, in right. here. Now, that's what's going on here um, as far as those tendons. They're, when you do this... You can feel it in mm. your arm. Put, mm. your, put your hand around there mm. and you can feel them moving. Mm. So what they do is they tr- they record that and in real time feed it into... Oh, experience. okay. So you record your index finger and it knows yeah, what yeah. that is. And, you and they're, they're even doing this. They're going bang, oh, okay, bang, okay, bang. And okay. they can actually work out which one's the thumb. which Because okay. there is a tendon for each one. That's pretty smart. I like it. That's pretty smart. I like that. Because that could have more application. You don't have to be covered in all of this, you know, servos and all yeah. of this strapping and stuff you have one on each arm and one on your neck or one yeah. on your i don't know leg or something or other now cool. i'm not sure whether it's it's up and running um it might be because it's asking for orders there 
but it is a it is a Kickstarter. Um, yeah, successfully funded Kickstarter project. So it, unlimited hand. It got up. So it was interesting. Definitely worth having a look at. I love it because it's not that cumbersome. Now we've also got the Hololens, um, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is available yet. I haven't had a long look at it because we we sort of we get bombarded with this stuff without it actually being a real thing, mm. and then I think we get fatigue mm. a little bit. Um, so Hololens is the Microsoft um, uh, augmented reality. So it's AR. So it's it, a slightly different yeah, concept. Yeah. So I thought it worth having a look at because AR is is um, something that we'll so definitely have a look at in the yeah, future. Yeah. Um, I think AR probably has a few more. Um, tricks up its sleeve absolutely mm. yeah yeah this is the one i wanted to end on okay this one is called the tesla suit no no relation to the tesla autos um but uh, anyone nowadays can so just let me guess this allows you to shoot electricity out your fingers <laughs> absolutely okay. um what this thing does is is it's a haptics um not only it's input output but mainly it's it's the input side of it where you are feeling Everything. So it looks like a super scuba suit with bits attached to it. Yeah, little pads. Little pads all over it. Yeah. So the Tesla suit has a built-in multi-modular system with additional modules to upgrade haptic feedback, motion capture, and climate control capabilities. So mm-hmm. basically, it, it's got the haptic system which feeds um, bullet shots and right, you okay. know punches and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, yeah. any sort of um, uh, feedback going into the, the suit. But it also has motion capture. So at all right. of the major points, uh, similar to that previous uh, That's cool. uh, Star Wars Kid Karate thing. Um, climate control, I didn't look into the climate control system provides the user more realistic immersive sensations associated with temperature and thermos uh, settings selected by the user. So if you're in a hot environment, it can make you hot or it can make you cold and things like that. So Fair that's enough. pretty cool. Um, and positioning. So positioning relative to your VR experience, um, GSM module. Wow. Now, that would mean that you can walk around with it. Mm. This is the thing that excites me the most. This is really cool. Because essentially, this means that you can um, you can just walk around a space, and it tracks you. You get impact. Mm-hmm. It tracks your movement, <clears throat> but it also tracks your positioning globally mm-hmm. in, in that space as well. So mm-hmm. it's got it all mm-hmm. in a suit that's not as ridiculous as as um, basic motion capture suits. Yeah, yeah. Now this site, I'll, I won't go into it, but if you go into the media kit on this site, there's a whole bunch of celebrities in the UK. There's a couple of pro footballers, some media people that have tried it on and they're just gushing about it. Right. It's the it's the sensations and the impacts mm-hmm. and, and things like that that they said it just just takes it to a whole new level. Wow. So I can't wait until this becomes available um, in Australia. It might already be available, but um, you can... Pre- oh, no, you can pre-order now. So that's the Tesla suit. It's the Tesla suit um, and the website is teslasuit, all one word, dot io. Wow. And there's some pretty cool stuff there. So we've covered a lot of toys tonight, man. We have indeed. Lots of toys. We can't afford very many of them except for the Google Cardboard um, <laughs> and a couple of his... Uh, you have to do the do-it-yourself Google Cardboard. Interesting brothers. I think we've actually, yeah, done uh, quite a bit of coverage on what actually VR is mm-hmm. because it's pretty broad, mm. you know. Um, and there's a lot of stuff associated with it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think we can now... Now that it's 
on the record, on the Voyage of the Geek record, we can now revisit it uh, now and then when, when some mm. when some milestone stuff happens, mm. um, or when a game takes advantage of mm. it, or a film film experience takes advantage of it. Mm. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I, I like the. I mean, the internet was smashing down boundaries of information and um, you know access yeah. to things. This is this is a whole new level of that, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's smashing down ge- geography and um, and take that means I can I can hover above the sun and watch the coronas mm, and, and mm. things like that or I can zip on out to a planet mm. and um, and hover over it. and yes that's similar to um, um, to some of the games we've already got but the deepest oceans and or inside the human body what was that old sci-fi film um, the fantastic voyage yeah, where they yeah. shrunk the right, yeah. shrunk the ship down and injected it into the body um, that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. that would be pretty awesome yeah, it definitely opens up, um, yeah, lots of possibilities and lots of things you haven't even thought of yet, you know. like It's it's so early days. Yeah, yeah. And and so you, you need the boffins to come up with this, the stuff and then you need the wave of entrepreneurs that, can, mm. that look at it and go, oh, I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. And then there's the public input as well, the, the market. And then when you get something like the Tesla suit, which grabs a bunch of those ideas and incorporates them into one. Absolutely. And then you've got something cool. Cool, man. Well... That was a pretty good journey. Yeah, that's probably going to do us for the night. Um, we any call to action that you can think of? I'd like to. Um, I'd like to keep it on the VR, which we've. Yeah. So how about come up with a come up with a, a good idea for a three hundred and sixty experience, a three hundred and sixty video experience, mm-hmm. not a virtual reality. And if we, if we really want to have a call to action, I want everyone in the world to stop calling 360 video VR. Come up with a new name. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. So maybe... We maybe need new we words. Can, yeah, maybe yeah. If, if, you're, if you're watching this on YouTube um, or you swing by the Facebook page, um, definitely comment and uh, send us anything you want that, uh, that might lean towards a better name that we can start calling um, 360 video. Better than Birdly. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other call to action, keep your eye on Birdly in case somebody gets horribly killed. The thing that disappoints me about Birdly is clearly someone's made a lot of effort and they could have yeah. made that effort in so many other places. Yeah. It's their dream. I wanted to fly. I always wanted to fly. Make a flying machine. And there could be just some rich guy at the, t- at the top of the tower and he's like, I love birds. <laughs> birds are great. <laughs> I'm going into my machine now. Very good. Okay, as All right. as is our new tradition, <clears throat> I will... Which we always do, uh, I have done once before. Yes, that's correct. Um, we'll, uh, we'll head us off with our, our new opening slash closing theme, uh, which we need to put our finishing touch on. We need to factor in somewhere the word Voyage of the Geek or geek, <laughs> geek, 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 something in there. But uh, that's it for me. Bye-bye.